I think I'm okay, I'm feeling fine I took a poll, did a couple of lines I'm dead in the face, but I feel alive Tequila's okay, just diluted with lime I said the water was ready to walk on But they don't give a fuck if you drown You better come with somebody to talk about Or they won't wanna keep you around Oh, I'm shit everybody holy shit it's joke workshop welcome to joke workshop guys pam is in greece we miss you pam we love you pam yay oh man it's good to be here at mutiny radio if you were just listening to trust me my friends an expert i'm not the same guy what are you talking about and uh for now i'm gonna go ahead and introduce your first comic He's your he's your first guy up on the scene. Uh, he's the 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 coolest. He's the he's just the raddest. He's absolutely the best. And his name is Dakota Price. Yeah. I was just going to eat some time up off the top, but I needed to check the list and look at people's names. What's up, person? How's it going from out, out there? You, you look nice. How's everybody doing? Honest Charlie's smoking. It's, it's good to see mayoral candidates smoking cigarettes. Good to know. Good to know that they're keeping big tobacco in, in, uh, in, in, in the industry. Well, I don't fucking know how to talk. Uh, guys, this is Joke Workshop, everybody. Woo, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. I'm going to tell some funnies. Uh, I've had some weird things I've been thinking about recently. Uh, and one of those things I've been thinking about is, uh, old people. How do we feel about old people in here? Like old people? You like old people? Sexy? Sexy? Okay, how do we feel about old people driving? Ah, sexy. 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 No, uh, so, uh, I, I just don't believe old people should be driving. That's how I feel. Once you turn 65, I don't feel like you should fucking be able to drive. It's just dangerous. It's a danger to society. But, you know, I have this whole theory, guys. I have an idea how we're going to get old people to stop driving and uh, we're gonna how we're going to fix the world. Okay, guys? So when you turn 65, we take away your license. 
right? That's what happens. You get your driver's license taken away when you turn 65, but you can get whatever you want from the pharmacy for free. Like, that's the trade-off. Like, that's it. And they're like, oh, but how are the old people going to get anywhere? You know how, like, nowadays we, yeah, they won't care. They'll have drugs. Yeah, that's a good answer. But, no, you know, we're going to bring the children closer to the grandparents again, right? Because what do kids love? Drugs, right? And you know what? I'll drive Grandma to the fucking uh, pharmacy for some Percocets. You know what? I'll take her grocery shopping, too. We'll get some fucking ice cream, and we'll fucking take some Percocets and watch Requiem for a Dream together. We'll have a weird night. We'll get weird. You know what I'm saying? Do you know that scene in Requiem for a Dream where the fridge, like, gets really big and chases the lady around the house? Like, no? Yeah? Uh, so that was a speed-induced fever dream. No, no um... I actually, the first time I watched Wreckham for a Dream, I watched it with my grandma. And uh, she she said uh, when uh, the <laughs> she started having, like, flashbacks when the old lady, like, took the speed pills for the first time. Because my grandma was like, I remember those. <laughs> my doctor gave me those, and I was cleaning the walls with bleach. <laughs> I was like, damn, grandma, you're hardcore. She's a fucking gangster. She, you know, my grandma also told me, she was like, yeah, you know, being allergic to alcohol runs in our family because, you know, the... Native American genes in my family, alcohol, does it's not good for us, whatever. I don't know, whatever. But she was like, but it's okay. If you want to, you know, drink, you know, you're not supposed to, but if you want to drink, you just take you a couple Benadryl, and that just helps you just keep drinking all night long. Yeah, <laughs> Some of y'all aren't realizing why that's so funny. You're not supposed to take Benadryl and drink alcohol together at all. All right. Uh, I got one little thought I want to leave you guys with. How do did anybody here like porn? Anybody here jerk off? Yeah, I like fucking touching your wiener. Uh, I like I like porn. I like porn a lot. Um, you know, but I I just miss when the porn titles were simple. Like when I was younger, you know, the porn titles that I understood that made sense that were just straight to the point and you knew what was going on. Like Backdoor Sluts Nine, you get it. There's Backdoor Sluts. There's nine of them. Uh, this is the ninth in the season. We get we. There's a lot. It's all the context you need there. Or it'd be like. Boner cop, you know, serving this warrant and this dick, right? We get it. It'd be like <laughs> busty pirates of the Caribbean, self-explanatory. We know what's happening. Uh, but now every time I go on Pornhub, the, the porn titles are really long and are just way too realistic, okay? So every time I go on there, I, 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 I'm looking for boner cop to electric boogaloo, but all I can find is... BBW Latina MILF stepmom has to fuck the landlord to pay rent because she lost her job due to COVID. And this is a true story. And I still come every time. I still come every time. I don't like it, but I do. All right. And uh, we're going to keep this fucking show going. Uh, uh, and uh, ha we're going to have a great time. And I'm going to introduce your next comic after I uh, unprofessionally look at my phone here real quick. How's everybody doing? Y'all doing good? Y'all having a good time? Make a bunch of weird noises. Yeah. I'm looking at, uh, at you. I'm looking at the crowd. I'm going to make it. I want you guys to make it big and loud for your first fucking comic of the night. That's not me. Lucas Whenever I watch anything, I make sure I have the captions on so that I can call it reading. 
did hella reading today. I read all of Lord of the Rings. Read all of Star Wars. I read a lot. Hell yeah, next joke. Okay. <laughs> um. Recently saw like a no dumping sign at a sword grate. And like the no dumping sign had a fish symbol on it. And so like I didn't want to dump, but like I'd be real tempted if it was a turtle symbol. Be like this city really needs some teenage crime fighters. Okay. Hell yeah, next joke. <laughs> um I'm colorblind in a medical sense. So it's really like distressing when people ask me what my favorite color is <laughs> because my favorite color is red. But like from your perspective, it's green. So when someone asks me my favorite color, I'm like, what perspective are we talking about? Started strong, whatever I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing a dope. <laughs> Red outfit, okay, hell yeah. <laughs> Don't blend in, okay. <laughs> um, video games messed me up. Um, not from like the violence and the guns. Video games messed me up because in some video games you get to build your character with stats and then everything they do in the game, they acquire more stats. <laughs> That's now how I view life. <laughs> so, for example, like go to work, get like plus one money, minus one happiness. Or like uh, people come comedy and like get like plus three funny, but like some of you are like plus three confused. <laughs> I do that. Okay. Hell yeah. Next joke. Okay. <laughs> um. I was recently in a duty-free store in airport, and like going into the duty-free store personally, um, I expected a store where no one had any duties to be a lot more anarchy. <laughs> but like they just weren't paying taxes in there. I'm like, if there's no duties, I was expecting like a mini purge. Oh yeah, okay. I don't think I need any feedback, uh, Dakota. I'm getting it from everyone else. Okay, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like to like to work out, and I always work at, like my gym membership is always the cheapest membership I can buy. Because uh, personally, I work out harder when I feel in danger. <laughs> Like working out at 24-hour fitness at midnight, I've never benched more in my life. I'm like, I can't fail. They'll smell weakness. <laughs> and uh, finally, I have uh, a very supportive parents, and they're like, Lucas, we don't care like who you end up with, uh, but like you have allergies, obviously, <laughs> so they shouldn't have like a dog or a cat. I'm like, great, mom and dad, you just want me to be single forever. <laughs> Don't worry, I have a very real wife. Okay, thank you, everybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lucas Larson, everybody.
Fuck yeah! All right, we're gonna keep this show rolling along. Uh, Denise Lee is not here currently, so we're just gonna keep it rolling to the next person until she gets here. Uh, it's gonna be the lovely, the wonderful, the legendary Paul the Grill Master Robinson. Okay. See what we're working with here today. You guys ready to have the time of your lives? All right, Spencer. I'm gonna give him the business. Yeah, fucking yeah. What's uh stand-up comics? Penis jokes are cliche, huh? Yeah. Gross jokes. That's cliche. Talk about pets instead. You guys like cats and dogs? That's right. Dogs are better than cats, right? Yeah, a cat can't give you a blowjob. Got that rough little tongue. You know that's going to end in blood and hissing, you know? Yeah. Maya approves. You're going to throw her shoe at me like a stereotypical mother, actually. Of a certain ethnicity. Okay. Um, on social media, people flex on social media. You know, if you're a guy, you see a lot of images of what? How do you flex on social media these days? Like a jet. I'm in front of a jet. I got some kind of watch and a lot of like scantily clad ladies. Complicated. A lot of things. Used to be just be some fat guy. I used to flex, just eat a lot of food. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just wrote that down now. Like fat shaming is a relatively new thing. It used to be fucking hot. Like, you've seen that statue, the be Buddha? Ultimate porn star, right? Oh, that happy guy. I'd fuck him. Um, Hunade came in. Congratulations on being Hunade, Hunade. What a guy. Um, I was reading recently about all these medical breakthroughs they've been having. Medical technology breakthroughs. Like something out of science fiction, you know? But I feel like they've kind of forgotten about blind people. Because if you go to the doctor and you're an amputee, they say... Here's a 3D printed titanium leg. Guy uh, ran in these in the Olympics a few years back. If you go to the doctor and you're hard of hearing, like here's these lithium powered Bluetooth hearing aids. Even the military uses these. But if you go to the doctor and you're blind, they're like, here's a white stick. I'm gonna sit here for a sec. I just got my picture taken. I know I got a lot of fans out there on Instagram. Here's a white stick. If I just repeat the line, is it funnier? I knew it. Here's a white stick. 
Wordplay. We don't like that. We don't like the wordplay. What else is going on? Where are you from, sir? <laughs> crowd work. I'm dying up here, guys. You're from Napa? You. No, there's nothing wrong with Napa. A lot of pawn shops up there. Do you, uh, is that true? Yes, it is true. You guys didn't know. You've never been to a pawn shop before. Emily Rudolph, have you ever been to a pawn shop? She came in and I'm like, what the fuck did I just come into? He's talking about pawn shops. Got that buzzer. I'm not seeding any time. Honest Charlie's running for mayor. Is that still going on, Honest Charlie? 500 days? Wow. Yes. Who's voting for Honest Charlie by not round of applause? All of you. Oh, Kyle Morrissey. He said he'd only vote for a black man. He told me that earlier, so. He does see color, and the darker the better. He only votes for dark meat, he told me. Oh, fucker. You. People in the audience, I don't know how to take any of this. He's pro-black, but the way he's using his words, I don't know. All right, Paul Robertson. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, guys, it's a uh, it's a joke workshop. I I'm I keep losing the list. It's it's been a long day. How's everybody doing? We're having a great time. It's joke workshop. Yeah, it is you. Oh my God, this next comedian, she's so freaking funny, so so wonderful. I, I see her performing all over the place, man. Uh, absolutely fire. Make it loud for Cindy McIntyre. Hey. Hey, Mutiny Workshop. Front row, bad decision. <laughs> bad fucking decision. You will get pink eye from my asshole. Okay, good. Hi, guys. Wow. Let's talk about some toes. Ladies, you know about toes. You know about it. There's some dogs in these streets with them toes when you take the toes out. I started a new job. I had my toes out and some sandals. And a guy came in. I was in the tenderloin. Let's preface with the, you know, backstory here. It's in the TL. A guy came in off the street. He said, hey, nice toes, foot fetish. Kept walking. Yep. And then another day, a man said, hey, nice summer toes. So, thank you. There's no punchline. It's just facts, factuals from black men. Yep. Sorry, is that bad? Okay. Continuing on, guys. There's Uber comfort options. Have you heard about this? Have you seen it? In the Uber app, you can pay a few extra dollars to change the temperature in the Uber or have a no talking option. So you're telling me I can pay a few extra dollars to tell someone to shut the fuck up? <laughs> Thanks. Thank you so much. I started working out at Equinox. Thank you. Yeah, you guys know what that is. That's good. Yes, it's a gym. It's a bougie gym. And I'm in the changing room, and I looked over at a woman getting ready. She was getting ready before working out. Already it's bad, right? It's already bad. And I'm looking at her, and she's in the mirror, placing her hair strands ever so perfectly. 
in the mirror and I'm like, no amount of you changing your hair is going to change the fact that you're still fat. Okay, that was bad. Sorry. Just a joke. I love all body types. Not good. Okay. Lost the crowd. <laughs> Lost the old crowd on that. That's okay. That mutiny radio. I have anxiety. I do. Thank you. A lot of anxiety. I have bad, intrusive thoughts. You know, they're just fun little thoughts that pop in every now and then. I'll be making a sandwich, cutting the onion, right? And my brain's like, hey, <laughs> tee -hee, hey. And I'm like, nope, don't do it. My brain's like, hey, <laughs> silly goose thoughts, stab your eyes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great. I know, it's foul. It's, it's just it happens, passive, just little fun, fleeing thoughts. The other night I'm making dinner, you know, with my mother, who I love very much, right? I adore her. And my brain's like, hey, idea killer. So just a joke, just a joke. It's bad anxiety. Is this not relatable? Okay. Okay, Dakota. I would like to get married one day, but I, you know, thank you. I do have anxiety. So I feel like I'd be up at the altar, and the officiator would, be, would say, you know, do you take this man to be your husband? I do not. <laughs> I do. I do. I want to fuck your dad. <laughs> want your dad's cock in my mouth. Those are my, my anxious thoughts. No? All a joke. This is good. You guys have been really fun. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Sydney McIntyre. Have a great night. Yeah, Keep it going. Sydney McIntyre. Yeah, Sydney McIntyre. Yeah, shit. I lost the list again. Fucking, fucking shit. God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it a second. How's everybody doing? Joke Workshop. Yeah, it's me, Dakota Price. This is the great. You're wonderful. Yeah, Joke Workshop. Yeah, this is the dead milk one. It's kind of blowing my brain, dude. I, I didn't even know this CD was in this place. All right, guys, I know who's next. Oh, shit. She actually knew it before I did. Uh, that's the funniest part. She's actually one of the fucking dopest com comedians, comedy comedians on this fucking scene. She wor works here at Mutiny Radio. She also has a podcast, Badgers and Jam, and she has fucking done shows of Cobbs and all kinds of cool fucking shit. Give it up for Emily Riddle! Yeah! Thanks. That was a really good open mic intro. Paul Grillmaster Robinson is outside. Thank you. I just wanted to do it back. Um, <laughs> that was just for me. Yeah, I've, I've been thinking a lot about a TV show that I used to watch uh, called Tool Academy. It aired on MTV. Did any of you guys watch it? No. They, uh, so what they did is they gathered 15 shredded dudes uh, to compete for Mr. Awesome, which was otherwise known as America's top alpha male. <laughs> the premise has aged terribly. Uh, and these guys show up only to find out that their girlfriends have tricked them into going to douchebag camp, which I think is amazing. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a lot like the series The Biggest Loser, except none of these guys are fat. And they're all, like, quite literally the biggest losers that you've ever seen. Uh, I'm trying to gather support for a spinoff of another TV show you might be familiar with. Uh, did you guys watch Love is Blind? Yeah, we all, right? I've asked some of you this probably a few times before. I fast forward to when the marriages fail. I think it's the best part, right? <laughs> we can admit that. It's okay. We're comedians. No. <laughs> um, but I, it, like, that show makes me a little bit upset because they say that they're doing an experiment, and I think they're taking credit for an experiment that hasn't been done yet. 
Um, and I, I would really like to see Love is Blind with actual blind people. You know? Just like some of you guys pull back so hard on that part. But just picture it like stumbling around in the darkness, touching each other's faces, reaching out for love. You know? I say fuck it. Let's do Love is Blind on the spectrum. Yeah. You may not want to clap now, but you would hit play at home in your room. You'd be watching it. It would be the best numbers Netflix has ever seen. I'll put my name on it. Um, my friend is out of town right now, and she breeds hairless cats, and they just had kittens. That's a weird, yeah, it's weird, right? And um, I'm helping her out. So, I don't know. Hairless cats are just a weird thing to choose as a pet, right? Like, I get it. Most things in life, they're better hairless. You know what I mean? But not cats. That's like choosing to have Gollum as as a pet. Uh, I recently put my hand into a pile of hairless kittens for the first time. Has anyone else experienced? Yeah. It's like dunking your arm into a bag of old man balls. They're just like fuzzy and, uh, you know, they're, what is it? They're fuzzy and warm and slightly moist for some reason. That was what I wrote down. Like a box of overly ripe peaches. Um, yeah. Speaking of Gollum, uh, my uncle named his butthole Precious, which is also weird. I'm surrounded by really strange people, clearly. But uh, I was telling somebody about this last year, and I was like, yeah, my uncle calls his butt Precious, and he was like, it's my butthole. It was, like, really intense about it. And I I was thinking about it, and, like, we all used to laugh at my uncle for this. We were like, how strange, you know? Some A lot of things are precious, right? Kyle Morrissey is falling off a scooter right now. I'm going to detract everyone from this joke, but that was funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, my uncle will be at, like, a social function, right, that he wants to get out of, and he'll just be like, precious has got to get out of here, you know? And um, one time we tried to stop him, and he pooped on the stairs, and recently somebody was like, I don't get that part of the joke. And I was like, nobody gets it. He actually shit on the stairs. That's a true story from my family Christmas party. And I just was thinking, like, it would be different if, like, your drunk uncle couldn't say that about his penis and start, like, unzipping his pants at the Christmas party and be like, Willie's got to get out of here. Like, your your mom would call the cops. So, cool. That's uh, That's all my new stuff. But I'll tell you guys the pegging joke, and then I'm going to leave. Okay. <laughs> So uh, I always start the story by saying I'm super supportive of the LGBTQ community. Um, <laughs> so don't judge me, okay? My ex-boyfriend had a really interesting fetish, and he had a uh, he was he was into trans women, and I am a problem solver. Yeah, that's not the joke. It's okay. That's just the beginning of the story. Uh, but what that means is that I was a Google away from finding myself at a local, uh, a very friendly local sex shop in downtown Oakland owned by a lovely black lesbian couple that was more than willing to teach me everything I needed to know about pegging, um, which, as I said, is what this joke is about. So I don't know how many women in this room uh, have ever shot for their own dick before. I asked Denise this every week now. She always says no. Uh, but I <laughs> was overcome with all the masculinity I never thought I'd get to experience as a woman, you know? And I was, like, reaching for the biggest, blackest, veiniest dick that I could find in this store. A couple of girls looked away. I always think it's funny when girls don't want to make eye contact with me. It's big dick energy. It's like, it's real. Um, and so I, w I walked up to the counter to check out with my big black dick, and these two wonderful ladies um, smiled at me and thanked me for supporting black business. Cool, that's my joke. Thanks. Yeah.
That was Emily Rudolph, everybody. Wasn't she amazing? Yeah! Yeah! All right, guys. This is a wonderful time here at Mutiny Radio. And uh, this next comedian, she's, she's fucking hilarious and super awesome on the scene. I think she went up and fucking punched recently with Super Dive. Anyway, make a big laugh for Denise Lee. Yeah! Hey. Uh, I think I think doggy style is a really crazy sex position. Uh, like not the not the act itself, just like the origin story behind the name. Like I just imagine there was a time everyone was having sex in missionary, and then some guy was on a walk minding his own business, and he sees two dogs going at it, and he's like, "Damn, why am I turned on right now?" <laughs> you know, he's like, "I want to be that dog," but the one on top, because I'm an alpha. And then he goes home to his wife, right? And then he's like, okay, so hear me out. What if we role play tonight, but as dogs? And she's like, oh, I don't know about that. And he's like, oh, it's okay. Okay, like, uh, you can be a golden doodle, and I'll be a pit bull. And then that's how it came to be. Uh, I'm from Texas, and sports were really big in Texas, And like most of my classmates, I was like a high school athlete. But unlike most of my classmates, uh, my sport was competitive ping pong. (laughs) Can't make this shit up. (laughs) Like the way that football was for Texas high schools, that was ping pong for the Dallas Chinese community. Uh, I competed in ping pong tournaments every weekend, uh, but I never bragged about it to my classmates, uh, mostly because I lost every single match. I was just always losing to a bunch of losers. <laughs> I had a ping pong coach named George, and he'd make me do stuff like uh, wipe down the mirrors or sweep the floor. And I was like, oh, he's like a young Mr. Miyagi, right? Uh, but in retrospect, I think he just wanted me to do his chores. <laughs> uh, ping pong is an Olympic sport, but it's not one of the cool ones. And you know it's not cool, because if you were to see an Olympic ping pong athlete, they would just look like a regular person. <laughs> I think part of the reason ping pong isn't cool is because of the name. Like, no sport can sound cool when the name is just an onomatopoeia. <laughs> and just like, ping pong. Uh, like, that's like if swimming was called splish splash. Uh, or if wrestling was just called, like, arr, you know. Uh, even, the, even the formal name for ping pong sucks. Table tennis is like, let's take tennis a legitimate sport. <laughs> but for poor people, and we need to describe the difference in scale, so let's name it after something we eat dinner on. Uh, My parents made me play competitive ping pong because they wanted to make sure I stayed a virgin. That was was something they did. Uh, No, it was actually for my health. I was was a chubby kid, and my doctor told them that sports could help me lose weight, (laughs) so they chose ping pong. Yeah, using ping pong for weight loss is a very unique strategy called uh, stupid. (laughs) Uh, My family is from Taiwan, and a big fashion trend uh, last time I went to Taiwan was people would wear shirts with, like, random English words on them. And I don't think they always knew what they meant, because once I was on the subway and I saw this 80-year-old grandma wearing a T-shirt that said in big letters, Daddy's Little Slut. Uh, A few notes there... you know, she's like an 80-year-old Asian woman calling herself little. That's fair, right? You know, she has like 200 more years to go. And also, her shirt said Daddy's Little Slut, but it was spelled Daddy S. 
apostrophe, <laughs> little slut, which is pretty crazy. You know, I was like, oh, she's not just one daddy's little slut. She's a slut for all the daddies. And I thought that was really beautiful. Okay, thank you. Yeah, Denise Lee, everybody. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't Denise Lee amazing? Yeah. All right. Uh, this next comedian is coming to the stage. I don't. I, I can't see them anywhere. It's 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 a uh, Kyle Morrissey. Yeah. Woo, Kyle Morrissey. Uh, thank you so much, um, dude. Traffic on the Bay Bridge is so bad. Um, I can't believe more people aren't jumping off of that one. If I'm being completely honest. Seriously, like, what's the logic there? I want to die, but I don't want to leave my car in bumper to bumper traffic. Like, c- come on. People jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, which is crazy if you think about it, because in order to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, you got to go for a walk. <laughs> Have you ever been on a walk before? You feel better after like five minutes. I mean, if I was going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge, I'd make it as far as the Presidio before I was like, hey, this is actually really nice. <laughs> I was going to kill myself, but I think I'm just going to pick some blackberries. <laughs> I wanted to die. It turns out I just need to leave my apartment more. I always uh, I always get bummed out whenever I drive past the uh, Best Buy and there's that row of tents out in front because it just reminds me of that one time we were all outside waiting for Halo 2 to come out. <laughs> Too far. <laughs> the suicide was okay, but the homeless. All right. It does. It reminds me of midnight releases. That's what it looks like. It, you know, remember like Harry Potter would come out like 12 one a.m. People would camp out. You know, they'd bring like sleeping bags, lawn chairs, and now it's just more <laughs> it's like they never left every time i drive by i gotta be like oh, i don't think they're waiting for the new grand theft auto <laughs> i think they're just living it midnight releases all over the sidewalk now um my girlfriend just got a copper iud which means that her periods are less frequent but the taste of pennies isn't going anywhere <laughs> i don't mind if uh, i like cunnilingus if i'm down there most of the time i still finish before she does <laughs> gotta look up like oh sorry the part that bothers me is it costs her $1,500 to get this copper IUD, and every time I'm down there, I'm just like, dude, it tastes like you could have gotten 100 IUDs for $1. What are we doing here? Just health insurance stuff. Um, I'm, uh, I'm circumcised. Um, I was responsible. I waited until I was 18. Um, uh, I've seen something online lately. Uh, like Guys online are trying to raise awareness about how circumcision is unethical. And uh, I looked into it and I realized I don't give a shit. I don't care at all. I don't care. I did learn it does reduce sensitivity though. That's that's the main argument. I did look this up. Um, circumcision reduces feeling so much that that's actually why I didn't cry at my grandfather's funeral. Uh, yeah, it, it, if only I had my foreskin, I would have been able to mourn properly. A lot of people have uh, different ways of grieving and dealing with death. Right after my grandfather died, my mom called me. She's like, Kyle, I was in the backyard today, and uh, a bird landed on my chair and stared at me for five minutes. And I knew in that moment that that was your grandfather and that everything was going to be okay. Which is crazy, because the whole story becomes so much more meaningful once you realize that my grandfather's last words to her were, Oh! Oh! Um... Let's see here. You guys excited for the election next year? <laughs> really? <laughs> You're not yours. <laughs> what is your platform? Getting drunk at Milk Bar? Is that the platform? <laughs> is that your campaign? 
You're handing out pins, and I feel like they might be tapped with HIV. I'm really nervous. It's <laughs> like sitting in a movie theater seat. Okay. All right. <sighs> buy it. Buy it. I'll wait for this next joke that isn't going to work. Um, I feel like Biden is to Trump what the vaccine was for COVID. Now that it's been a few years, I'm just like, not dead yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think I'll, I think I'll just, uh, I think I'll just wrap it up. I got I'm, I'm running late. I got to catch a kid. All right. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Yeah. Kyle Morrissey, everybody. Yeah. Woo. Wonderful. This is Joke Workshop. Yeah. I got music. Yeah. I'm I'm the guy in the booth. I'm, I'm sorry. My, I'm so stoned, guys. All right. Your next comedian. You know, she showed up at the end of the, the, the podcast earlier, and I was, like, super impressed. And I was like, what's up? They're on the podcast. What up? I was super stoked that they're, they're here. I was like, whoa. Oh, shit. Anyway, we're going to make it big and loud for CJ Kim. Yeah! I don't have any blind or fat jokes, so I apologize in advance. That's funny if you came the whole time. Okay, um, wait, hold on. I feel like I look like if Barbenheimer was a person. <laughs> like, I was walking down the street the other day, and this homeless guy told me that I had LGBT Hitler youth hair. I didn't ask. He just told me that. Um, like, I look like I go to two types of pride parades. You know? Like, uh, born this way meets triple K. Like, I'm, like, storming the Capitol in my Birkenstocks. Um, I, ever since I cut my hair, people have become very afraid to refer to me in the third person. Like, they'll look at me, and they just, like, start sweating. They're, like, squinting, looking for my pronoun pen. Like, fuck, it's around here somewhere. <laughs> it, I don't know. Um, it's tough. Like, I was at a club yesterday with my friend, who actually is non-binary, and the bouncer, like, comes up to us, and she's like, oh, you know, how you, I bet you ladies are having a good night. And then she, like, sees me, and she puts her hand on my shoulder, and she goes, pronouns. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, she, was, she said it like she was, like, warding off an ancient curse or, like, a Twitter cancellation, whatever comes first. I... And like, I, like, I'm not non-binary. I feel like my gender is, like, I feel like a drag queen trapped in a gay man, trapped in a woman, trapped in a woman's body. You know, like a Russian nesting doll of gender. Like checking off every box in the LGBTQ plus. I just tried to explain this to my grandpa and his head exploded. <laughs> but he's a Trump supporter, so that's kind of political activism. It's one less person at the polls. Um, Anyway, I, I was diagnosed recently with PTSD. Are there any PTSD baddies in the house? Very gentle cheers for PTSD. <laughs> I love that. I, it's I, I try to go to like a group therapy session, and it was just me and 16 former U.S. Marines. Very chill environment. Like, they're all, <laughs> they're all talking about like watching their buddies getting their legs blown off in Afghanistan, and then I got to follow that up with like, yeah, my mom came in my high school graduation to a wheelchair that she did not need. <laughs> you know, like they get to have like cool triggers, like helicopters or the smell of burning flesh. Um, I get triggered by skinny white women in their mid to late 40s. 
Like, I can't go within a 15-mile radius of a Whole Foods, Target, Pilates Studios. I start shaking like a rescue chihuahua. Uh, so, do you guys like abortions? <laughs> okay. The, yeah, they, the Supreme Court banned abortions in 22 states, but you know who can still get an abortion in every state, no questions asked? Dogs, dude. They didn't take Rover v. Wade, you know? Like, if you're in Texas and you want to get a borscht, all you have to do is get a very expensive furry costume and pull up to the vet. Like, I'm not a bulldog, but I am a bitch. <laughs> Those tools look kind of small. Like, what do you use on the horses, you know? Thank you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I think it's crazy that cops are in charge of solving murders when most of them could not solve Algebra two. you know? Like, um, I'm, I, I'm from Wisconsin, and in Wisconsin, you need more hours of training to be a hairdresser than you do to be a police officer. I don't know if you all have seen the haircuts in Wisconsin. <laughs> like, we got fashion police brutality. It's rough out there. Anyway, um, I love it when straight men say that dykes dress like ugly women because straight men dress like ugly dykes. Thank you. God bless America. Hell yeah, yeah, CJ Kemp, everybody, fuck yeah, Joke Workshop, ooh, yeah, hell yeah. Hey, did you, uh, just a question, you said you wanted notes earlier, did you, did you, no, you got it, you got them? All right, she got the notes, all right, cool, this next uh, co uh, comedian has the notes, and they're notes of, of cigarettes and, and caffeine. Uh, make it big and loud for the very funny comedian, Spencer Devine! A wonderful intro. Y your next comedian has stroke, you know? <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't get why there's a gun control debate. Everyone's so fucking serious about it. Like, oh, this person should have a gun and this person shouldn't have a gun. It's not a debate we need to be having. Because if you look at the original Declaration of Independence, it clearly states that we have the right to bear arms. B-E-A-R. Check the history books. Follow the honey. Okay, what, is it, what did we have not very much of in olden times? Guns. There was not very many guns. They were very expensive. They, did, they didn't know how to make them. What did they have way too much of? Fucking bears! There was bears all over the place! That could just be a reason that you died. If you're like, oh, how did Jeff die? Uh, bears. And they wouldn't ask any follow-up questions! That, that was all... And it would be a safer place, okay, if that's how the Declaration of Independence had been interpreted as it was supposed to be. Because think about it. Have you ever seen a bear with a gun no you have not much safer okay they don't have the thumbs for it and uh to clarify this is a bears that live in the forest joke not a bears that live in the castro joke because there's always someone who's like hey we live in san francisco did you mean the bears that live in the castro no i did not and if you still don't get it i mean less honey please and more Honey, please. You know, that's the kind of joke it is. And it's not a bare arms joke, burr. It's a bare arms joke, 
Tanker, okay? Uh, I don't represent Big Tank Top, uh, the most dangerous of accessories, because if you add a tank bottom, that's a whole motherfucking tank. That's dangerous. Stop the war. Uh, and what? And people are like, oh, Spencer, but you can kill bear claws. But who's a bear claw going to kill? A diabetic? You know, it's a, it's a breakfast pastry, and it should be respected as such. Um, I don't get what about not giving someone a cigarette turns them from your best friend immediately to your worst enemy. Such an immediate shift. It's like the nicest old man. Oh, how are you today, young man? Well, I'm doing great. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, can I have a cigarette, perchance? Oh, no, sorry, man. Fuck you and everyone you've ever loved! It's like, who fed him after midnight? What the fuck? And you ask him, you're like, hey, you obviously enjoy cigarettes. Why don't you have any? And the logic baffles me. It's like, oh, if I buy cigarettes, then I'll smoke them. And I don't want to smoke too many cigarettes. That's why I don't buy them. I'm like, yeah, that's how buying things that you want works. I can't break into your house and start eating all your food and take a shit in your bathtub. You come home, you're like, Spencer, why are you in my house? I didn't want to pay rent, you know? I, I just didn't feel like paying rent. It's like that logic doesn't work, but I found the ultimate defense if someone's asking you for a cigarette and you don't want to give them one is you have to fourth grade teacher the fuck out of them, okay? You have to use their own language against them as a weapon, okay? They're going to walk up and they'll be like, hey, do you have a cigarette? Yes, I do. And then you wait. You just let that fucking sit because maybe that'll scare them away. And if not, if they keep going, they're like, oh, uh, uh, can I can I buy one? Oh, yeah, the they have plenty of them at the store. It's like, oh, do you have any extras? Uh, no, man, they gave me the right amount. Oh, fuck you. Not at this point. I only fuck people that have cigarettes. Can I go to the bathroom? I don't know. Can you? And then that pretty much tackles that. that handles that. Uh, I don't, um. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Yeah, 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 Spencer Divide, everybody, yeah! Wasn't that, wasn't that awesome? Fucking, did, did y'all know that he's the co-host of my podcast, Trust Me, My Friend's an Expert, every Wednesday? Uh, wait, not Wednesday, Monday? That's today, right? God damn! What the fuck is wrong with me, people? Uh, your, your, your next uh, comedian, she's really funny. Uh, she was also on the podcast today. Uh, really cool cat. Uh, really funny. Make it big and loud for Maya Guadalupe. Woo! Yeah! Hi guys. This podcast is hella fun. Who has done it before? Yeah, Charlie. Okay, yeah, well, get on it. So I was like, I had material, and then I was like, so much to unpack with all the comics that already performed. I was like, fat shaming, and then ping pong. So I was like, fat shaming for one, I feel safe fat shaming dogs. All the time, all the time. I'm like, look at little fatty, so cute. And I was doing that to my friend's dog because he's like a torta, but like, so he's like a chihuahua, but he's like really big. His name is Cal, I call him the Cali burrito. 
Um, so I was fat shaming him publicly, and as I was doing it, I look up and a fat man is walking past, and I look away. I can't make eye contact. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was actually just mean and not funny. I just kept it going. That was fucked up. Okay, well, I was going to talk about ping pong championships with Denise Lee because I think that would be really great. Imagine, like, a comedy show with ping pong. Uh, <laughs> no, no. I lost the crowd immediately. It's okay. Um, so I had a dream. So we talked about jumping off a bridge, too, with Kyle Morrissey. And um, I had a dream that I uh, jumped off a bridge but to go to a comedy show. So... <laughs> what's happening right here <laughs> yeah we're killing ourselves on stage um and i recently got engaged thank you i'm off the market now yeah i'm being treated really well and like i love it um yeah but it's to myself yeah no one treats me better than me <laughs> thank you dude he's on board with me now <laughs> he forgives me in the name of jesus <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're smiling, I'm happy. Um, so Jesus can't take the wheel, so never ask him. And if you do ask him, you want to die because he can't drive. Just remember that. Remember that always. Um, so when you're asking him to take the wheel, reconsider <laughs> what wheel you want him to take. Okay. <laughs> Maybe the spinning wheel? <laughs> I feel like Jesus could probably do that. Um, uh, I had this realization the other day that I'm... Uh, biracial, bisexual, and bipolar. Yeah, like a rare Pokemon. Um, you don't find me on the streets every day. Uh, <laughs> and um, I was being silly with my mom, and I was like, Mom, it ain't no lie. I'm bi, 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 because of you. <laughs> um, and my absent white father. Any absent white fathers in here? I was wondering where you were. <laughs> uh, my absent white father looks like Bruce Willis. So, yeah, at least when he wasn't around during Christmas, I could put on Die Hard. No Die Hard fans here? <laughs> no. It's one of my favorite movies. How about The Fifth Element? That one, too? Iconic. Okay, we have some haters here. That's fine. Um, <laughs> but the real Bruce Willis has dementia. So I feel like I could approach him and be like, I'm your lost daughter, Mayita. <laughs> You've been missing me your whole life, and um, <laughs> can you give me $5,000? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm definitely going to do that. And I told my friend that, and she was like, you're evil, Maya. <laughs> Taking advantage of Bruce Willis. Um, and uh, my grandpa looks like Chuck Norris. So um, when I miss the both of them, I put on Expendables too. Because I'm expendable to both of them. <laughs> okay, thank you guys. My name is Maya Guadalupe Tamayo. Give it up for your hosts, Woo, Dakota and Spencer. Woo. Yeah, hell yeah. Woo, fuck yeah, guys. We're going to keep this train rolling. And it is uh, time for your next comic. One of my favorite dudes on the scene. Badass guy. Make it loud for Hunay Chico. Thank you. Um, I don't like when people at work use words I don't understand. Like the other day, someone was like, Kunaid, how do you feel being part of the Indian diaspora? I was like, what the fuck did you call me? You can't say that. Um, turns out it's just a fancy word for immigrant. 
So I was just like, well, I'm still reporting you to HR because I'm Pakistani. So <laughs> that's racist. I think if we were using the word diaspora instead of immigrant, things would be a little bit better just because they're more confusing. Like, could you imagine watching Fox News and a blonde woman's up there being like, there's an undocumented diaspora crisis in America. I'd watch that. I'd be like, you know, I smoked too much weed last week and I thought I had diaspora. I think she's right. There's a lot of undiagnosed diaspora in this country. Um, I was at uh, the BART stop the other day and I saw a guy in a wheelchair beat another guy with a metal pole. And then I saw a cop watch the entire thing and the cop ran over to the guy. He's like, hey, don't do that. And I was like, okay. So I wanted to know what was going on. So I asked the cop and he was just like, well, he's in a wheelchair and it's a lot of work if I were to arrest him. Like I have to get a special car and a special jail cell prepared. And I was like, this is all good to know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that's all I needed to get out of an assault. Um, one day I was on BART and a guy jumps onto BART and he was just like, no one move and no one gets hurt. I'm robbing this train. And it was a bad day for me not to wear my headphones because he knew I heard him. <laughs> but then he just sat down. And I was just like, I, huh. Um, I was like, I'm just going to sit here. And then he goes on to say, I'm either going to smoke weed or I'm going to get violent. And then he pulled out a blunt and started smoking. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> that was... I thought he was gonna. I thought I was gonna have to give him my weed for a second, um, but then a couple of minutes later, he was like, "I think I'm gonna get violent." I was like, "Whoa, whoa! That wasn't the deal that you just put forth." I was like, "Damn." Um, he didn't do anything, and I was so confused at the entire situation. I was like, "This is probably the weirdest streetcar performance I've ever seen." Like, I had to tip him on my way out. It's like, um, I'm worried. Me being a lazy person comes off as me being a bad person. Like, my friend texted me the other day. She was like, Kunaid, my grandma is really sick. I'm taking her to the hospital. And I was feeling lazy, so I just gave it a thumbs up. And then five minutes later, she goes, that was really rude. And I was like, well, I didn't give it a thumbs down. <laughs> like, <laughs> could have been ruder. Um, I'm just, I feel like I'm not a bad person. I'm just lazy. Like, the other day, I was walking down the street with a friend, and there's a homeless person. And I was like, I felt like I wanted to give him money, but all I had was a $20 bill. So I was like, hey, dude, I can give you some money, but I need change back because this is, this is too much money <laughs> to give, um, which is a weird situation to be in. And he just looked at me so offended, and then he was just like, why don't you just go to the corner store and get some change and then give me whatever you're comfortable with, which is very reasonable for a homeless guy to suggest. Um, but I was like, that's a lot of work. How about I just get you later? I kind of know your general vicinity. Uh, let me know if you have any big travel plans coming up. Um, but I don't want my friend to know that uh, now I owe homeless uh, a homeless guy money. Cause <laughs> it's just because I'm lazy. It's not because I'm a bad person. All right, that's all I have. Thank you. Yeah! Woo! Who needs your car? Yeah, everybody! Gonna keep it rolling here for the joke workshop. Yeah, singing, making all the noise, doing all the things. Aren't I funny? Ha ha.
Yeah, this next comedian is one of my favorite comedians on the scene. He's actually, like, just a really nice guy, really cool. And, you know, they even call him the international comedian. Make it loud for Dan Guan! Too kind, too kind. International comedian, back at it again. Um, some of you guys don't know me, but uh, I'll let, you know, just share, share a little things about myself. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not from the Bay Area. I actually grew up in Boston, you know? And a lot of people get weirded out when I tell them I'm from Boston. It's a very Irish Catholic town. A lot of times my friends will come up and they'll say, but dude, you don't look or sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> like, are, are you sure you're from Boston? Yeah. And that's the weird thing about Boston is that it gets like a bad rep and like people always call it like a racist town. I don't stand for that slander. I actually don't think Boston's that racist, you know. And I learned this a lot as a kid because I remember even growing up in school, I always used to think that, damn, as the only Chinese kid in school, people are going to jump me as the only Chinese kid. And I remember one time this one kid came up to me and just like he just came and looked at me and said, listen, I don't give a fuck if you're black, you're Mexican, or you're queer, all right? Like, we'll accept you for who you are. We'll go to your house and eat dog anytime. And I was like, these guys aren't racist. They're just stupid. Like, you know, it's all right. Cool. Cool. We're going on a hot start, a hot, hot start. This is um, I like tra I like traveling around the world. I like to I, I like hanging out with like people from different languages. I especially like learning new languages because I find that people have different euphemisms. Right. And it's super fun to learn them. Like, I, I grew up learning Ch like Cantonese, and Cantonese is a super fun language because all the slang is, like, really weird. Like, I grew up learning that there's, there's one term. It's called da fege, which in Chinese literally means hit the airplane. But in reality, it really just means masturbation, which is such a bizarre thing to, to say, right? Because, like, when I was 15, I was thinking, so what is, like, crashing the airplane, you know, like, coming, right? And it's, that's why I came up with my own euphemisms. I remember anytime my mom would ask me, hey, what are you doing upstairs? I said, I'm just sitting in the cockpit right now, you know? Okay, cool. Now, right, this, this is, I suck at languages. Anyway, um, let's see. My dad, my dad ran a restaurant growing up, and uh, he ran, like, a Chinese restaurant. But he had, like, some of, like, the strangest menu items that I've ever seen. Like, he sold things like lobster sauce. He sold things like sweet and sour chicken. Even sold a fucking hamburger and fries. Like, you know, like who goes to a Chinese restaurant to order hamburger and fries, right? Which always got me thinking. One time I even a customer came in and he just said, uh, I bought the hamburger. Uh, this is not a Chinese hamburger. I'm like, what did you expect, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's got sesame seeds on it. That's as close as you're going to get, right? <laughs> like, okay, cool. All right, this is, this is fun. This is fun. Um... What else? What other new stuff that I want to do? You guys, you guys having a good date so far today? You guys having a good? Oh, cool. All right. Well, at least we're at least you're nice. That's that's cool. That's that's cool. All right. I'll do this one last joke. I um, I think it's interesting as a society that we have like when we come when it comes to texting. If you want to end a texting conversation, you just react to it, right? Like every time that like, I just don't want to just don't want to respond, I'll just like give a heart emoji to things, right? Pretty pretty common. Which got me thinking, you know, if I just want to leave a conversation, can I just, you know, just give a thumbs up? You know what I mean? Like one time, like, like if my girlfriend comes up to me and just goes, hey, I have something important to tell you. And I would just be like. Uh, Dan Guan, everybody. Yeah, that was a cool outro. I really liked that. That was really neat. I need to find a cool way to get off stage. 
Um, like like farting in the mic or something. Like, I don't know. I'm over here just like like piss on the crowd. I'll just do something crazy, you know. That's no, I don't know. I'm just losing it. All right, guys, we're just gonna keep it rolling. And uh, uh, this next comedian, uh, is super funny, performs all over the Bay Area, and uh, her name is Laura Wright. Yeah, woo! Hell yeah! All over the Bay Area is a nice way to say here sometimes, but thick. Um. If you guys couldn't tell by my uh, <laughs> unearned sense of self-confidence and willingness to do comedy on a weeknight, um, I'm not an immigrant, uh, but my grandparents were. They actually came here from Italy and Ireland, respectively, in the 1960s. Uh, I know what you're thinking. Pretty late to the white immigration game. Yeah, they were pretty late. I remember being a little girl, and I asked my grandma, I was like, Grandma, when you come to did you come to Ellis Island? And she was like, no, by the time I came over, Ellis Island was closed for decades. I didn't come on a boat. I came on a plane. And there was a big part of me there that was like, you were a last round draft pick? What the fuck happened? Like, you're coming over in the 1960s? Like, the rest of the country got on the boats and what happened? Was our family too unpopular or too poor? Let me know what I should do next. Um, but I have been microdosing the parent experience by talking on the phone with my boyfriend's mom. Um, my boyfriend's mom is an amazing woman. She came here from China. She did not speak a lot of English, but she worked her way through two degrees, one in nuclear engineering, one in electrical engineering, uh, as a bartender. She's an amazing woman, uh, but unfortunately, she is very bad with her finances. Uh, really, really bad. She's hemorrhaging money. She's hemorrhaging money. And because my boyfriend's a good guy, he gets on the phone with her every month and he tries to talk her through what she should do uh, to make smart financial decisions, basic things, like don't buy high and sell low, don't take random stock tips from a WeChat group you got added to without knowing who did so, you know, basic stuff. Uh, and as you guys can imagine, sometimes these conversations get pretty tense, you know, because like family, money, it's difficult. Um, and when that happens, he actually hands the phone to me uh, to talk her down. Um, and a few weeks ago, he did this. He handed the phone to me. I got on. So I'll take a moment there. I'm not going to do the accent. I know we all thought maybe there's a chance. I, I'm not. Don't worry. I uh, got on the phone, and I hear these words. Laura, my son thinks that he can tell me how to manage my finances just because he has two degrees in finance. But I have visited you in San Francisco, and I have seen that Sammy has gotten very fat. I'm supposed to trust him to count my money when he can't count his calories? I handed the phone back to him. I was like, you just got tiger mom to bitch. I can't handle that. That is above my pay grade. I'm going to call my white mom. She's going to pick up on the second ring, be like, I'm so proud of you. You are my best friend. That's the dynamic between me and my mom. She had kids to have friends, so it's kind of like less mother-daughter, more I'm the most popular girl in the eighth grade, and she just moved to town, okay? When she comes to visit me in San Francisco, she wakes up at 8 a.m. She's like, can I take anybody's coffee orders? I'm like, you can, and you can change your outfit because it's fucking stupid, okay? Come on. My mom told me the other week, she was like, having you was the greatest achievement of my life. 
I was like, you're a doctor. <laughs> you went to medical school. I graduated from a state university with half a liberal arts degree. Like, let's get it together. Don't tell people that, okay? That is embarrassing. Um, I didn't honestly prepare more than this, and I thought I was going up 11th. So let's see. Do I have anything more? You know what? I do. You mentioned pegging, and I have to say, I'm just going to tell this picture. <laughs> the, the worst boyfriend I ever had. I came home one day, and he was like, hey, I've been meaning to tell you something. And I was like, what? And he went, hey, remember your vibrator that we bought for our anniversary? I put it in my butt, and it was amazing. And that was the end of the story. It just stopped there. <laughs> I was like, you can't just say something like that. Um, we broke up shortly after. He never understood why that was not cool. Um, okay, thanks, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. I, I, would, I always ask my girlfriends if I could use their vibrator first. Uh, you, you know, because it's everything. It's, yeah, yeah. Guys, you're not going to believe it. This next comedian, one of the fucking funniest people I know. She's like everywhere, all over the scene, dude, doing the thing. Make it big and loud for Brad Armour Jennings! Hey. Uh, so every Valentine's Day, my mom uh, buys me a self-help book. And it's nice because they're heavy and you can use them as doorstops. But she she got me one today. She it, she's like it's early, and it's called "Marry Him: The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough." <laughs> and I don't have any jokes about it, but uh, that hurts. Um, <laughs> he's great. She likes to leave me voicemails, where she's like, "I was reading this article, and they said in Papua New Guinea, you could trade you and sell you for a few sticks." Ha 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 ha, isn't that funny? And I don't think it's very funny. Uh, okay, that's just a thing I got. Anyway, new subject. I, uh, I like to think I have sex like a man uh, because none of my partners have ever come. <laughs> Woo! At least while looking at me. Um, I... <laughs> cool. Um, I'm, I didn't know... This was weird. I didn't know this was gross. I don't think I'm a gross person. But, like, I've broken a few plungers in my day. You know what I mean? Like, I've destroyed a couple toilets. And it's not like I'm gross. We've all done it. And I, but I, uh, but I'm very close with my plumber as a result. <laughs> Danny. Uh, and we're on a first name basis. And, uh, we were having a particularly bad week, and so I had to text him. I was like, hey, Danny, uh, it's not g looking good. Wait, I actually have the text that I like to read <laughs> and make people listen to. Where is this guy? Oh, yeah. Hi, Danny. We have a problem. Uh, I'd also like to note I've never texted him with good news, uh, so <laughs> I like to start. Uh, I, I never. It's never like money or anything, uh, but I said, I know you've already been to the apartment three times this week. But uh, the smell is becoming a problem due to the heat. And uh, I'm not sure what to do. <laughs> I'm, consi <laughs> I'm considering taking it out with my hands and putting it somewhere else. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, what else? I, I did add a lot of emojis. Like, you know the curious face emoji with the monocle? I thought that was... 
Like, should I, you know? Um, oh, yeah. And then uh, I sent it, and it was concerning, because usually Danny's very responsive, and he didn't respond for a few hours. And it turns out I sent it to the wrong person. I sent it to the wrong Danny. I sent it to the guy I was seeing, <laughs> Danny Hinge. And... Um, but then it was kind of a relief because then I could send that to Danny Plummer and um, and then he responded like you're gross haha be there in an hour you know, <laughs> but anyway, but that happens to everyone I'm sure. Uh, I like dating autistic. <laughs> oh wait, I already started that. But I really love disabled people. <laughs> I love the disabled. No one's a bigger fan of the disabled. Uh, I exclusively date autistic men. See, that's funnier in that way. But um, I, I was dating this one guy um, who whenever I, thank you, whenever he got really stressed out, he would pretend to be a dinosaur. And it was really cute. Um, and so I'd stress him out so he'd do it. And he ghosted me. <laughs> but so he wasn't into it. Uh, one more thing. Uh, no, but I do. Uh, I think I like disabled people. I think w we should let them work. I think disabled people should have jobs. They should be pilots. They should be everything. I I just don't think uh, depressed people should be lifeguards. Because, because I think if I was a lifeguard and I saw someone struggling, I'd be like, give in, you know? <laughs> You're so close, I wish I was you. Okay, thank you guys. Uh, yeah, I've never I've never related so hard to a joke in my life before. That's actually really good. Yeah, uh, no, that's good. I love it. Fucking Red Harbor Jennings, everybody, wasn't she amazing? Yeah. Um, they need a they need to create a dating app just for autistic people. Do they have one? They need one. They need a uh, they need a dating app for just autistic people. I think that would be fun. Uh. Uh, it's gonna be Charlie Bodkin, then you, and then then you. Yeah. So we got three people left. Just letting everybody know. Did you? Were you on the? Were you on the list? You're not on the list. Do you want to be on the list? Okay. You're gonna go after that guy. Okay. All right. So we're figuring this all out. Y'all hear that on the radio live? I broke the fourth wall a little bit. We we got time. We're gonna f we're gonna fucking run through this. We're gonna get through it. We're gonna do great. Uh. All right. Fucking A, yeah, I forgot. I was going to introduce your next comedian. He's actually the 2024 mayoral candidate, Char uh, Honest Charlie Bodkin. Yeah! Thanks, Dakota. Hi, Mutiny. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, Honest Charlie Bodkin. First name Honest, middle name Charlie. So Honest that Charlie spelt L-E-Y, not L-I-E. I don't have a lie in my name. Yeah, I was born with the name for those curious. Uh, and yes, I am running for, for mayor. And I also need a cup of water. <laughs> um, carry a water bottle around. Um, it's helpful. Um, we should uh, outlaw plastic water bottles, by the way, in the city. I mean, at the airport, they have boxed water. I really like that idea. Controversial opinion, maybe. Um, let's see. Uh, I know a lot about politics. Uh, not in the comedy world, though. Uh, last night at Punchline, anybody here been to Punchline? Yeah. I uh, showed up. Uh, I was uh, told to stand in the back with the rest of the comedians. And I ended up uh, standing close to the green room. 
And I had comedians coming up to me, like Kyle Morrissey, I guess he's not here anymore, being like, wow, you're really moving up in the world. I was like, me? Standing right here? I didn't realize that like th what was behind me was the green room, and I was like near the uh, center of power in the punchline. Um, so much so that at the end, uh, Jared that works there came up to me, and uh, I think this was in, uh, we'll see. We I won't characterize it. But he was like, uh, dude, you're a normal comic. Uh, you're just taking up space in the hallway. I was like, wow, this is like a real compliment. I'm a comic. <laughs> no, I mainly do this to practice my public speaking. But I, I do live by uh, the milk bar. Um, and uh, yeah, I've, I've struggled with a little bit of alcoholism um, in my life, to be honest with you. Uh, Kyle brought that up, um, I know, I got Kyle on the mind now, but no, uh, Milk Bar is a comedy venue, so I see all these people basically, like, on a regular day basis, um, and, uh, I guess there's just something in the water there that makes me want to get into comedy or something, but, um, let's see, uh, I figure if I can change, uh, some of the flaws in myself, uh, by the way, I'm currently leading Mayor Breed, alphabetically. Yeah, my last name is Bodkin. Uh, so the only thing that stands between me and her is a P and a Q. Uh, so I'll be minding my pints and quarts uh, on the advice of campaign staff. But no, going back to what I was saying, I figure, figure if I can change myself, I can change a city. So uh, I'm not asking you to really... Uh, uh, take my word for it, but just see in the next about 434 days. Uh, and I think you'll see good things. And I think if you give me a chance uh, in the next uh, four years, we'll change the city together. And uh, I'm going to get off the stage soon, but um, and I haven't really told many jokes, kind of just what's on my mind. But um, no, uh, here's a joke for you. San Francisco Police Accountability. Yeah. The other day on Hate Street, I asked a cop, uh, have you solved any crimes today? He's like, no, have you? Like, what are you, Officer Rubber? I'm glue. Whatever I say bounces off of you and sticks onto me. Um, like planet evidence. But uh, yeah, some more jokes, but I'll leave it on the table. Um, thanks a lot, guys. Charlie, fucking vote for him for mayor. I'm gonna, cause it's gonna be fucking sick, dude. And I'm gonna use him to extort all the mayoral power of San Francisco. And he's gonna be on my podcast. And it's gonna be great. And this next comedian that just walked up to the stage I met earlier, he's wonderful. His name is Julian Gibara. Uh, hello. Um, what's the deal with all the incels these days, right? You're just 11. It'll happen. Uh, Mercury's in retrograde right now. Uh, just so you know, I had to learn the hard way. Uh, what is the hard way, you may ask? I crashed my car because I looked out the window at two cows having sex. Oh. It was devastating. you know. And there's a couple things that go through your mind after a car accident like that, right? Firstly... Holy shit, that cow had a huge penis. Uh, 
Secondly, how am I going to explain this to my mom? And then uh, thirdly, I really hope that that's not a stick figure family on the Acura I just crashed into. Ba baby on board, it can't be accurate all the time, right? There's no way he's always on board. Right? Anyways, I'm sure everybody's worried, but I'm okay. Um, completely safe. Made it out fine. Uh, I did have a hairline fracture on my dibula, but uh, but uh, they said I didn't need a cast. Yeah, uh, moral of the story, if any of you guys are Aquarius rising, just, you know, beware. Some people don't really believe in astrology. I say that's ridiculous. Um, you might <laughs> find this crazy, but the last time Mer Mercury was in rec retrograde, uh, the exact same thing almost happened to my friend, except he was uh, picking up a pistachio off the floor of his car when he crashed. So, yeah, um, the whole car crash really just kind of shook me up a bit. Um, I pride myself on my driving, pride myself on being a good driver. I may not look like it, but I'm half Japanese. I always hate perpetuating harmful stereotypes, right? I'm the type of person where if somebody if somebody cuts me off on the on the freeway, I don't get angry. I'm just like, oh God, please don't be like an Asian guy, you know? And then I pull up next to it and peek in and I'm like, thank God, it's an elderly white lady. Yeah. Um if any of you know how to make a dog release, it's it's uh you actually have to put Okay, thank you. Bakajila Kimura, did you want any feedback? All right. Okay, everybody. That was wonderful. That was great. Uh, fuck. Give me a second. I'm so professional. I'm the greatest on the mic. I, you knew it, didn't you? Aren't I? One? Yep, words. Okay, this next comedian, wonderful guy. I met him today. We're going to make it big and loud for you, but Gam! How's it going, everybody? My name is, uh, it's Yubin, like, how you been? That's a good way to remember it. Um, I've had a ton of nicknames growing up. There's Yubin, Yubmeister, Rubenstein. I don't know how that happened. But, um, yeah, I think the one that you get to know me that I love the most is Pubes. He's kind of like my hair. Anyways, um, yeah, I'm from Houston, Texas. Are, are y'all fans of Texas here? Oh, hell yeah. Where are you from, man? Oh, dude. That's literally, like, not too far from Houston. Yeah, and I've been here about three years, and there's just a lot of signs in the universe saying that I should stay here. First of all, I can't leave because my van got stolen, my e-bike got stolen, and they also stole my Sperry's, so I can't even walk around. So I'm like, dude, God must call me to live here in San Francisco. And, and San Francisco, you know, it, it really is a unique place. Um, I think there is a reason why my dog loves it so much here. 
in in one week you'll probably smell more piss than a whole year of living in Texas. So <laughs> so yeah. Um anyways, how how you guys doing tonight? You doing all right? Yeah. No, you guys are pretty funny, I think. <laughs> For the most part. <laughs> Is that the joke? <laughs> Anyways, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of street entertainment on the street here, too. I remember I was, my, my friend literally just picked me up to go to the gym. This woman, I live right on Mission in 19th. You know how crazy that, that fucking city, or that area is. A homeless lady literally runs across the intersection while there's traffic going on, stops our car, jumps in front of our car, and then does this. I'm like, that is the best pre-workout that I need right now. Let's fucking go. All right. And uh, how, do you, how do you guys like dating in SF? Boo. Why? What, what's wrong with it? <laughs> well, men and women, okay. I think it's pretty gay here, you know? It's just in general. I think dating is pretty gay here. I wish I was gay. I, I literally wish that, you know, when I look at a dick, I'm like, this is good stuff. I want more of this. But actually, yeah, I, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my backstory. Um, and we talked a lot about circumcisions today, which is strange, strangely relevant. Uh, my dad does adult circumcisions in Houston, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's been collecting foreskins like left and right for like the past four to five years. I think... I think a circumcision is the one hoodie she may or may not want, you know? <laughs> did that, did that, does that not make sense, you know? It's like the, the hood? Okay, I'm just checking, just checking. But yeah, I really do wish that I was gay here because I feel like your attraction to dick just opens up so many doors for you, you know? Like, there, you can literally go on Grinder. you got dick on demand, you can find a sugar daddy, and you can get, and yeah, I, I've ha I have like a bunch of friends that just, uh, they just get money sent to them just to, you know, do the thing that guys want to do all the time. And I think, I think that's a very smart move, and I fully support you guys. Thank you. My name's Eubin. <laughs> Yay, Eubin! Yeah! Yeah, we're down to our very last comic. Last guy on the on the list is uh I I, I don't know your name what's your name huh? Alex it's Alex everybody Alex yeah Ooh. hello <laughs> so I feel like in today's age you can kind of like just rebrand yourself if you have enough social media following or influence or just like willpower uh, so I am going through a rebrand because I really want to reinvent myself as a chuckle fucker. Uh, which is just means that you just hook up with comedians. So I became a comedian to meet other comedians, but um, surprise to no one, communicating is not something that comedians are good at. <laughs> they just want to talk at you. <laughs> so <laughs> that's not the best part. Um, but with this rebrand, I do have to come to some like hard truths. And the first hard truth is that I'm really petty. Uh, so I did get into comedy because there was this one guy who was a comedian that I thought was really hot. So I like wanted to like get to know him, so I became a comedian. But then he joined my dodgeball team, and I got to know him, and he's really boring. <laughs> so now my goal is to just be funnier than him. <laughs> so that's why, number one, I'm petty. Um, number two, 
I think my stance on big dicks have changed. So originally, I always had the philosophy of like big dicks are like art sculptures. They're really fun to look at, but they're not going in my living room. Um, but I was hooking up with this guy that had a very large member, and it was so much fun to play with. But then when he got to actually like the end of it, and he like finally came, it just kind of like dribbled out. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like boring. I put a lot of work into that. But then I remembered how far it had to travel to get there, and I was like, all right, makes sense. Because um, I have no doubt if he was like a couple inches shorter, it would have just blasted me like a fire hose, which is kind of like the dream that I have. Which reminds me of this time in college that I did hook up with this guy that had a shorter dick. And uh, we were like going at it. And then he was like, I'm about to come. I said, sick. All right. I'm here for it. But then he puts his hand in front of it. And I was like, all right, come on now. I'm in the splash zone. I want to be a part of the splash zone. I want to be part of the show. But it was good that he did that because his cum did hit the ceiling. And I was like, damn, you got a bazooka dick. So that was, you know, the trade-off. Um, and then the third truth that I have to, like, really uh, come to terms with is I am not as good as an ally as I thought. Um, so women and femmes in the room, I am so sorry. I thought I was an ally, but I am not. Because uh, earlier this year, I went to a comedy show, and it was all lesbians and me. And then after the show, we all went to the bathroom. But then some of the lesbians were using the men's room. And for the first time in my life, I had to wait to pee. And so I have changed my views. I don't think bathrooms should be for everybody. They should just be for me. <laughs> because I hate waiting <laughs> to go to the bathroom. Uh, so that's, that's what I have to say. And then, oh, this just happened to me. I haven't written a joke about it, so this is off the cuff. Um, so there's this other guy that I was talking to, and he was really cute. And then we went on a date, and I didn't know if he was, like, into it or whatever, but then at the end of the night, we did a little kissy-kissy. So I was like, all right, he's into it. So then I was like, oh, let's hang out later this weekend if you want. He read the message, never replied. Okay, boo. So then I ended up hooking up with his husband. <laughs> because everybody's in an open relationship, except for me, which is kind of confusing, because, like, how do you get one to then be open? I feel like it's kind of like a pay-to-play kind of thing. So... That's the next step of me trying to figure out the gay dating scene. Okay, cool. I've been Alex, and I'm the aspiring chuckle fucker. Thank you. Yeah, guys, that was Alex, the, expire, the aspiring chuckle fucker. Uh, I think we got through everybody today. I think we got uh, all the comedians up on the stage, and everybody did the jokes, and we did the things, and today was today's jo joke workshop, and that was fucking it, everybody, guys. Yeah. Captain, your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Patrick, go.
Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic. In the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene, this all-ages open mic invites comedia. Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing two to five dollars at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio Studio and Gallery Performance Space, two seven eight one Twenty First Street. At Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Bottom of Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Beauty Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown in on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... Happy hour the, is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. 
Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. And ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. LSD fap. Acid and fapping, fapping and acid. Acid and fapping, fapping and acid. Fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. Up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, Ahoy! Ah, very good. Ah, very good, legless Joe. I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs. It's to get ready, crew. The festival is upon us. Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. 
You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary. How many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but f quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance. Considered like an Elvis of Baghdad. What it is, you know, they know what it is, we know, y'all know what it is, ecstatic, there it is. What it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it is. What it is, you know, we know what it is, they know, y'all know what it is, you know, it is. <laughs> Listen, I got your phobic off of this like arachnids. Drastic and ain't plastic, it's pro-blackness. Grown man tactic, no pediatrics. The kind of track that make the comeback miraculous. The catalyst, thought with the knack for splashing. I'm dashing, I'm mastered, the craft of mashing. The level-headed, thoroughbred, the female's passion. Magnetic attraction, be keeping them asking. The crew's in the Cadillac with the pins of grass in. Swerve half-naked, won't come near crashing. But if I go to heaven, would y'all know my name or would it be the same for you like I was Eric Clapton, huh? Clap for your freedom, dog, that's what's happening My spit take critical political action The hustle is a puzzle, each piece is a fraction And every word that's understood is a transaction I'm a SP soldier, microphone holder Rep Philly set from Bolivia to Boulder Paris, France, the 10th and Tioga How we gonna make it through the dark, I'll show you Tell you one lesson I learned If you wanna meet something in life You ain't gonna get it unless You give a little bit of sacrifice 
What's up, everybody? You are now tuned into the final hour here on Mutiny Radio. My name is The Archivist. Thank you for joining us tonight. You can support Mutiny Radio by going to our website, mutinyradio.fm. Click on the donate link or hit us on Venmo. Our Venmo tag is at Mutiny Radio. We love and appreciate all the supporters out there keeping us on the air, bringing you the best music, comedy, news, whatever. Uh, yeah, happy Halloween, everybody. Hope you all been having a super fun weekend, but also safe out there. It's been kind of crazy in the city today. I've been seeing a lot of crazy people and shit happening, so 
Everybody stay safe out there too. No, no one should be getting hurt. We should all be staying safe, having fun. That's uh, that's the goal right there. Tonight, I got a lot of dope stuff for you. We got some spooky jams. We got some new music. It's gonna be fun. I'll be tapping in with y'all every now and then to talk about the track list. But uh, we'll start things off right here with this uh, paranoid beat by uh, Cereal for the Kids. This is the final hour. Happy Halloween, fuckers.
searching for suspects in an overnight shooting. man was uh, gunned down in broad daylight. It happened right in front of a community center. Copeland remains one of the most dangerous cities in America. Two people are dead and another injured after an alleged stabbing and shooting in San Francisco's Richmond district. Two teenage girls and a 23-year-old man were killed. The suspect is described as African-American with shoulder-length dreadlocks. He's 18 to 21 years old, 150 pounds, and approximately 5 feet 7 inches tall. We all walking around here, don't even know when we gonna be the victim of a crime. Surrounds the girl with Redbird in the world. She's a nine, a ten, a twenty, fifty. She's bittersweet and a taco treat. She's fresh. Spend this. 